Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. This week is episode number 64. Uh, We are continuing with our series called Unbound Pursuits, where we get to have conversations with students who are current or previous Unbound students from the Ascend program who are pursuing different career fields. And Abe, this week you got to have a conversation with several very, very very creative writers from the Unbound community. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect from this conversation. One of the most, uh, I dare say, common uh, groups of people are the creatives within community, but I know one group that we haven't talked to a whole lot are the writers. And let me tell you, there are some phenomenal writers in our community. And so I just got to sit, sit down with a group of them with um, various backgrounds, various genres that they're writing and talk about the inspiration uh, for their writing, what they're working on, the different things that uh, they grew up with. And uh, let me just say a lot of the classics that I relate to. So it was a very fun conversation. And uh, this is actually uh, the first part of our conversation that we got. This is the first time we're doing two parts for a pursuit episode, but I'm sure you'll be learning a lot. So, all right. Well, with all of that being said, uh, we hope that you enjoy part one of this conversation. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome on to the Be Unbound podcast. This is an episode of Unbound Pursuits, where we are talking with Unbounders who are in particular fields. And today we are talking with our storytellers. We're with our writers. Uh, we have many different Unbounders on today who write uh, many different things. Our, many of us here are novelists or are writing, working on novels. So I am very excited and interested to hear uh, both the stories you're working on and how you've got started with writing. So let's uh, go around, introduce ourselves. We'll start with Jules or Julia. Uh, go ahead and tell us uh, where you are right now, your a connection with Unbound, and what your favorite genre to write in is. Hello, everybody. I'm Jules. I am right now in New Mexico, which is where I live and work. My family's from here. Uh, my favorite genre is fantasy by a long shot. So that's what I love to write. Awesome. Valerie, we'll have you go next. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Valerie. I live in North Carolina. And my favorite genre to write is definitely historical fiction, although I do dabble in fantasy every once in a while. Lord of the Rings, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Riley and Joshua, you guys can go next. Um, I'm Riley. This is my husband, Joshua. We actually uh, tag team and write together. Mm -hmm. Um, We both live in Texas right now, and we're both from Texas. Mm -hmm. And we have definitely branched into fantasy. That is our our niche by a long shot. So sci-fi is big for me, though. Yeah, science fiction, too. Very nice. Laura. Hello. My name is Laura, and I am from... Very sunny, Southern California. (laughs) Um, And I am honestly still figuring out exactly what I love to write. I am currently writing fantasy, like young adult fantasy, but I would like to uh, write some middle grade, some children's books, and I'm really getting into poetry right now, which is new, but I'm loving it. (laughs) Very interesting. That's awesome. So let's jump right into things. What has been something that 
got you guys started with writing? Was this something that um, you've always been interested in? Or is this something that kind of developed later on in life? Yeah. What has been the inspiration for that? So, Laura, let's start with you. And whoever else wants to jump in after that, you can go for it. Yeah. So I I was definitely a late bloomer. <laughs> um, I didn't start learning to like read and write till I was almost nine years old. Um, but I was always a storyteller. My family really, <laughs> they were very patient with me. I would tell all of my elaborate dreams that were only partly true. Um, and I told all kinds of stories. And finally, when I started learning how to write them down, it was like this whole new world opened up to me. And I was like, Oh, my goodness, I can go anywhere. I can tell anything. And then I started learning how to read and reading on my own. I finally had the focus for it. And I was able to start reading novels. And I just kind of got swept along from there. And now here I am. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, let's have Valley go next. How's that? Um, honestly, I pretty much since the beginning, I actually have a piece of paper that I typed up because so I learned to read around five or six. And then my dad uh, showed me that I could not just write by hand, but like type on a computer, which was like mind blowing. So I typed up and I have this like tiny, like one page story that's about a cat and a dog and how the cat and dog meet and the cat and dog play and all this stuff. And there was so much joy for me in like creating this story that at the time, of course, is pointless, but like, or looking back, it's pointless. But at the time it brought me so much joy to just create something. And especially in going back to historical fiction being my favorite genre to write as I started to learn history and history came to life, came to life for me being homeschooled and everything and reading all these books. I wanted to have characters that lived in a different time because of course that's way more interesting than modern day and all of that. So like that kind of just all morphed from there, but it was really like since I was five or six. Yeah, that's so cool. I very much relate to the whole creating something aspect and what you were saying, Laura, with just talking about dreams. I totally did that as well. Um, I have a couple of notebooks with that, uh, but Jules, like tell us about your story. Um, I've worked with you on some writing and you have some really, really interesting concepts. So was that again, something that was always um, there for you or did you also, you know, have to slowly develop that? It started pretty early. I, I remember one of the first books I ever wrote, like I had construction paper covers for it and I stapled it all together and illustrated it myself. It was about a horse that got out or something like that. You know, something super dumb. I can't remember how old I was, somewhere between seven and 10. And I think a lot of my writing journey actually came out of frustration because I'm a reader. And growing up in a somewhat strict homeschool family, it was very limited in what I could read. And so I was irritated. I was like, if I can't read it from someone else, I'll, I'll make it myself. It was kind of worn out of frustration and then quickly became uh, love. <laughs> I adore writing. Like, yeah, story has just always kind of been there. I don't really know exactly where it started. It's stuck. Gotcha. Very cool. And really, Joshua, um, I want to talk to you guys. This is really interesting because you guys write together. Um, how did that get started? Um, and yeah, tell us about your journey. Um, so I've been writing since like, like the others, since very young, I've got notebooks too, of 
like really random stories that I told. And um, I've just, I've always loved writing stories and just the joy of telling a story, like Valerie said. Mm. Um, but we actually started writing together by accident over text messaging. Um, we had started texting back in high school. We were probably mm. 15 or 16 at the time. And no, we were really? about 15 or 16. And we had, um, just kind of started the story by accident yeah. and started going back and forth where he would write one scene and I would write one scene and it kind of just exploded from there. Mm -hmm. And we've been writing together since. So we would love to revisit that story at some point, but right That's now so it's an out. Too. Oh man. <laughs> right now it's a word document in my emails right now. So we may touch base on that one again. Very cool. Very cool. So on that note as well, so you guys have that story where you guys started. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are working on right now. I know you just published a novel, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, tell us more. So the story that we're writing right now is actually the sequel to that novel that we just released, The Queen of Sighted. Mm -hmm. And we're working on the second book. There's gonna, it's a three-part series. Um, as of right now, we're not sure if we'll expand on it later. But right now, it's just the sequel, and it's a lot more difficult to write a sequel than I thought. But um, it's so well, far going really well. Here's the thing with this: she's been on this same story. She's been writing this the book that we just published for nine years. Yes. So she, she, it's all fresh for her, right? So she comes up to me. She's like, I don't know how to write a second story. I've been on the same story for years. I don't know how to start another book. I'm like, you're fine. You have the basis. Just sit down and just write. You got this. So, so if it wasn't obvious, I usually do like the front part of the writing and then we both process the story together. So we talk through it and come up with a storyline together verbally. And then I'm the one who's actually sitting there writing it most of the time. So that's how that our partnership works. <laughs> there you go. Very interesting. But yeah, for the rest of you guys, let's talk about that a little bit. What has the writing process been like? Um, is it something where you get inspiration, you sit down and write it down? Or is it more of a consistent thing where it's like discipline, you have to sit down and write a little bit every day? Um, Barely, let's go with you. What do you, how, how has it been for you? Well, I feel like with all things in life, it was different as a teenager than it is as an adult. As a teenager, I would just write as the whim flew or whatever. So like as ideas came up or as I felt like writing, I would write, which was most of the time. Um, so I was writing pretty consistently and I could get a book done in a couple months or something. And then once I started college, it was much more, I had to be much more intentional um, and so usually I would take November NaNoWriMo to like really hone in, like, okay, I'll put homework aside a little bit and then like work on a story consistently. And then, okay, I'll take a break and go back. So, um, but I would say like, as I get older, the more important it is to be more intentional. Cause as a child, I think because like everything's new and you're reading and watching so many new stories, inspiration flows a lot more easily. Whereas like as an adult, it's like, okay, like maybe I have all these ideas, but if I really want to finish something, I just have to sit down and do it. Even if I don't feel like writing this action scene or this romantic scene or whatever's happening right now, I need to just, I need to just do it. So definitely gets there to that point where it is really cool. And it's always for me, um, having messed with writing a little bit, it does usually sound cooler in your head and it does take some discipline to sit down and write it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that is not as cool as I thought. Yeah. But okay. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jules, how about for you? I think I'm still figuring out what a more professional process looks like. But to date, it's been more of, it, it differs. On a story I'm serious about, it usually ruminates for a while. I think the the one I just finished the first draft on is a fantasy novel. I think I ruminated on that one for two years before I ever started like seriously writing it. Like I would write a chapter one here and a chapter one there and then toss them all. And it just kind of mulled over for a long time. And then it started like actually, I started actually working on it. And come in bursts, which is interesting. Um, I think part of that has to do with the adulting thing. Um, I have a very mental job, like it requires a lot of thought. And then on top of that, I have school. So it kind of has been in bursts of when my brain's not wore out, then I can sit down and work on it for an extended period of time. Is I think long-term, that's not really a great process. <laughs> How I'm surviving right now, when I have just random ideas, I'll sit down and write two or three chapters of something and then I'll never go back to it. And I think that's okay. It just keeps the craft fresh. But when I'm serious, it's it's a longer process for sure. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Laura, um, you have um, on your Instagram, you also have like writing sessions, which I think are really cool. Speaking of Instagram, I just do want to say that all of you guys have handles that are really cool. So definitely be linked in the show notes below. Uh, but again, Laura, um, you talk about just, you know, having writing sessions and consistency. What has it been like for you? Has Have you found that it's also been bursts or is this something that you have to kind of work on more consistently? Um, I would say like anything in my life, it definitely needs more work. <laughs> um, I, there's been seasons, I would say it's seasonal. There have been seasons where it's very consistent and we're very disciplined, uh, kind of like exercise, <laughs> where I'll have like a season of three, four months where it's very intentional, very disciplined, and I make a lot of progress and I'm like, yes, this is how I want it to be. And then I kind of fall back into, um, as the others were saying, just like balancing life and adulting and school and work and all those things. And it's hard to find a consistent a consistency without getting burnt out. So I think that's kind of where I'm figuring out what the balance is right now. And I I was actually thinking about this recently of like, we always want to like create balance in our lives. And I had one unbounder put it to me like, you know, sometimes it's kind of like going out on a ship. You go out to sea, you sail hard, and then you go back to dock and you rest. And I was like, wow, that's like ebb and the flow, the out and the in of life of like, we can put forth effort in something and then we take time to rest from it. Cause right now the juggling, it's like, when you try to juggle, eventually you're going to drop something. Um, unfortunately for me, writing has been dropped multiple times, <laughs> um, which I think very makes much this slow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, totally. And on that though, um, what has been an inspiration to write. Are there, um, I'm sure there's like other authors and other storytellers who have inspired us over the years. Um, but what has been other people or other things that have inspired you to tell the stories that you want to tell? Yeah, Laura, you can go ahead again and we'll have the rest of you guys answer as well. Yeah, I would say a big part of it is that the stories just won't go away. <laughs> um, I love the quote of like, if I don't empty my mind, I will go mad <laughs> of like, that's one of the things that's really kept me going forward. It's just like the stories and the characters, they just won't 
quit bugging me, which is great and horrible all at the same time. Um, I would say also my family is a huge inspiration. They've always been such huge cheerleaders for me of like, we want to hear your stories because, you know, I'm sure we've all struggled at some point or another with like imposter syndrome of like, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I can't do this. And my family has always been right there with me of like, no, this is good. And we want to hear more. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep writing then. Yeah. And I think the big thing right now that's keeping me for like going forward or just like giving me vision is I get to work with kids a lot. I'm a nanny. I work in youth ministry and I see these kids who have big imaginations and they live in like this storyteller world. And from my experience of being that kind of person in a world where there's so much business and science and math and things like that, which are wonderful and we need, but sometimes it's kind of like, wait, is there something wrong with me? How do I fit into this? Like my strengths aren't other people's strengths. Are these strengths? I feel crazy. And being able to give them direction too of like, no, what you have is beautiful. What you have is a gift. And yes, you can make a career out of it. So that's one of the things right now that's kind of like pushing me forward, inspiring me of like, yes, this is something I want to do. This is something I want to finish. This is something I want to go forward with. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, Jules, how about for you? I think the, the topic of inspiration is kind of twofold for me. There's kind of more of a creative inspiration, like uh, movies, traveling, being outside in nature, give me ideas specific to stories that I can work on. But then there's the inspiration of why, almost like the vision behind it, which I think is the the core drive and it's culture. Like I've, I truly believe that even though culture influences entertainment, entertainment influences culture in a very powerful way. And I know I've been influenced by entertainment in lots of ways, good and bad. And I think that's the thing that keeps me going. As besides, I just have the having this drive of I can't not do it. Like if if stories were taken away from me, I think I would just die. Like I think I would just roll over and die. And so like there's that of course, but I think it really is the vision. Like this could change someone's life. This could change our culture. If you think about the progression of how movies have changed and how our culture has kind of tailed along with it, man, we could do that again, the right direction. You know, I, that's that's kind of what drives me. And uh, I think family is definitely an inspiration too. My dad's really adorable. He's always like, okay, when are you publishing a book? He's like, you can afford that when you publish a book. I'm like, okay, dad. <laughs> it's kind of annoying, but it's also like, man, he thinks I should publish a book. Like, you know, so... Anyway, that kind of rambled. There's a lot of things that are inspiring to me. So no, that's really good. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Valerie, how about for you? Uh, honestly, I kind of echo what Julia and Laura said. Like a lot of the things they mentioned, I would say are the same. Um, I think definitely as an adult, when I read really good literature, that will be really inspiring and like, oh, what if I wrote my descriptions like this? Or what if I wrote my narrative like this? Or, oh, that's different. So um, that's definitely inspiring, kind of like what Julia says in the more literal sense of like, oh, I want to write write better. Um, but honestly, like, and as I think we can all agree, like being in the arts is such a struggle because it is so personal and what we create is so personal that at the end of the day, I always come back to like when I'm writing, how do I feel when I'm writing? And when I'm writing, that's when I feel the most. 
um, fulfilled as a person. Uh, there's literally no other activity I'm doing besides, I guess, like being with people or something that makes me feel that like in tune with myself. And so I always just remind myself at the end of the day, like whether I publish or not, whether I get picked up by an agent or not, like if when I'm writing, I'm happy, nothing else matters. The rest is only detail. So I think that's what keeps me writing is that no matter how discouraged I get, I really just love it. So Mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Really, Joshua. How about for you guys? So we both have slightly different inspirations. Um, For me, I definitely, writing is a therapy for me. It's how I work through a lot of mental struggles and a lot of just the experiences that I go through. A lot of times I live it out through my characters and through the stories in my books. And so in a very real sense, I pour everything into my writing in order to get through the real life scenarios. And that's part of the reason why the it's so important to me to write like exactly what I'm envisioning. And so I'm a little bit of, of a perfectionist, which is why Queen is not it took nine years to write. Um, but it's very, it's very personal for me. And like a short story that I just wrote, um, I actually wrote it after our trauma earlier this summer that uh, we both went through. And so it was very, very real. And it's probably one of the most powerful writings uh, that I've, that I think I've ever written because it was so real to me. And uh, fiction actually got me through our situation um, earlier this summer. And I want to reflect that and give back to other people in my fiction as well, because it helped me so much more than I ever thought it would. And so it's, it's a very personal, very tense uh, art for me. And it, it helps me a lot. And it's something I dearly, dearly love. Your inspiration for yes. stories. How do I back up that one? <laughs> um, my inspiration for stories has always been... Uh, it's always been, it's probably mostly been action for me. I've always loved stories that had a whole bunch of action, a whole bunch of, you know, just either like adventure, um, you know, fantasy, that sort of stuff. Like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, uh, Jurassic Park, all this stuff. I always loved it. And I've always written down, written stories down, but I've never actually showed anybody. I think the first person I've ever actually showed anybody uh, that was really able to write was her when we started like when we first started doing our little story back and forth, she's like, I had no idea that you could write this good. And I'm like, and being ADHD doesn't help with that either. It's just like, everything's all up in here and you try to try to put it down on something. You look at it afterwards and you're just like, this makes no sense whatsoever. But as, as Ray had said, um, the story that she wrote, it really did help us both. When she got done writing it, when I read it, it got, brought me to tears. It really did help. Um, writing has helped both me and our relationship a lot. And honestly, it's something else that I've actually been able to help her be able to put this story out. Yes, my name, my last name is on it, but this was mostly her and I'm just glad to be a part of it. So honestly, this one right here is my inspiration. But yeah, that's a little sad. (laughs) That is very awesome. Um, but yeah, on that note, um, I very much feel you, Ro, as well with the action. And maybe that's just because we're guys. All right. So sorry, ladies. <laughs> there's de- definitely, <laughs> there's that side as well. Um, but hey, let's, let's nerd out a little bit. Um, we've talked about just the, the outside things that definitely influence us. And, um, I definitely see that and relate with family, 
and life experience. But what has been works of art stories that have also inspired you to get into writing to tell your own stories? Um, I'll just give a quick example for myself. I'm nowhere near where you guys are with writing, but I have always been interested in stories. That's something I hope to do with being a video producer and a filmmaker. I remember absolutely hating writing because the curriculum I uh, used in school was horrible. Um, Julia knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> we talked about this. So if anyone out there has used WBLA and has suffered as I have, I feel you. <laughs> Just saying. Anyways, um, but then I remember late middle school, that was when a really good family friend started tutoring me in writing. And he noticed that I was always writing like fantastical things in my essays or stories. And he was like, you should read sci-fi. You sound like you like sci-fi. And he said, I think one of the first things he suggested was Foundation by Isaac Asimov. And reading that just like, pff, like blew my mind. Yeah, that was kind of where I started developing my huge love for science fiction. I read a ton of that. Uh, Dune is one of my favorite books. So as of this recording, the Dune hype train is real. And I'm very much on it because it's amazing. Uh, but anyways, see, nerd out moment, excuse me. Uh, but what about for you guys? Uh, what has been stories that have got you on this writing train, inspired you to write the different genres that you've uh, been in? So let's start with Jules this time, and then we'll go around. How's that? Sounds good. I think the the story that changed it all for me was Narnia, to be honest. like The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the movie, actually. And uh, I was probably 15 before I ever was introduced to Narnia because I grew up in such a strict family, like magic was a no go. And when we were in our teens, my dad was like, okay, we're going to loosen up a little bit. And that's just, I guess, like you said, like the, like that started it. And then it quickly, it was Narnia and then it was Lord of the Rings. And then uh, there's a, a series by Chuck Black. Um, it's a allegorical series. There's a couple of them, actually. There's the Kingdom series and then the Knights of Aerith Trey. And in hindsight, the narrative summary is painful. But as a kid, I didn't really, you know, I, I ate it up like mad. And that's the combination of those three fantasy series kind of kicked me in the butt and got me going. I was like, this is my thing. I can't tell you why exactly. I think it might be because I resonated with the values of chivalry and courage and all that stuff. And uh, action is not limited to guys, for the record. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think narrowing it down, it was those. Um, recently, I've started to love The Chronicles of Prydain, which is another old... It's, it's based towards children, but I still like it. Uh, those kinds of things, uh, circles of seven dragons in our midst kind of stuff, all of it. I'll take it all. Awesome. Laura, how about for you? I have honestly not thought about this a ton. So <laughs> kind of winging it here. Um, I think like the first two stories, I think that like really stood out to me when I was young was the little house on the prairie series, which my mom read out loud to me when I was around five or six. And I like, I was literally Laura Ingalls Wilder, like in my head. And um, as I got older, of course, like going back to those stories and appreciating like, wow, like she wrote about her life, like her whole life. Um, and that was just incredible to me. 
um, of how she was able to take her real life and turn it into a story, into a narrative that was just so fun and um, teaching in a way also. And that was really cool. Also, Anne of Green Gables, having a character who just like lived in her head and imagined, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, and just like the descriptions in that book, I think if I were to go back and reread Anne of Green Gables, I'd probably be like, oof, this is like really wordy. <laughs> but when I was little, it was just, it was vivid and it allowed me to see things in my head and really helped me develop my imagination. Um, I think as I got older, definitely Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, um, the movies, Lord of the Rings, for sure. I just finished reading The Two Towers today, which is really exciting. Growing up watching the movies definitely influenced that fantasy side of me. And um, I know I don't want to live in fantasy forever, but it's where I'm at right now. And I love it. And those two definitely, I would say, have had an influence. And Percy Jackson. Got to throw that in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Valerie, what do you think? Um, first of all, I think we'd all be great friends because we all grew up reading the same books, which is wonderful. Um, so I echo all of those. Um, I think in terms of what actually influenced my writing, probably the most influential would be Little Women and all of Jane Austen's novels and Elizabeth Gaskell's novels. Um, because when I write, because yes, I'm one of those girls who I hate writing action scenes. It's so painful for me. I'd rather just have a deep conversation and like pretend like they just, they suddenly ha somehow made it to the next location. But anyway, so, but because Little Women and all of Jane Austen's works are so conversation-based and it's very interrelational, um, I think those influenced the way I viewed characters and how characters relate to each other and talk to each other and how they grow. Um, so those were probably the most and still are the most influential. But also, because I have to say it, and because I know Rayleigh is like waiting for me to say it, but definitely The Book Thief um, is one of the best books I've ever read. And I think I think The Book Thief, I read it when I was like 17. I think that was the first time I realized books can be written differently than just the normal way books are written, because it is very like, it's just different. I can't even describe it to you, but it's not written the way, you know, and then there was Eliza so-and-so and she went to the store, like, and, you know, it starts that way. Like he starts in like the the narrator is different and the way the chapters are formatted is different. Everything's different. So that was the first time I thought, oh, like I can, I don't just have to be creative in like my plot. Like I can be creative in literally how I'm writing a story. Not that I could ever dream to be as amazing as Marcus Suzak, but it's very inspiring. So that's awesome. Yeah, really, Josh, take it away. How about for you guys? Okay, so for my inspiration, um, I actually loved Pink and Cow Dog as a kid. And I Wrote so All the classics being brought out. Yes. <laughs> so I used to read those out loud to my siblings during car rides. And that's probably what started my love for literature is Pink and Cow Dog. And I actually started writing, after we finished the whole series, I actually started writing my own dog stories and would read those out loud to my siblings. And so that's probably what really cultivated my love for writing stories was having an audience of my siblings to listen to it and just loving the the fun and the just the silliness of Hank the Cow Dog, honestly. Um, I would say the inspiration for me is uh, as obviously as everybody has said here. So you got Percy Jackson, Lord of the Rings, 
Uh, I've actually read a whole bunch of the, uh, they're called Legacy now, but Star Wars books, Halo, a lot of these like games that you see like on consoles nowadays, they actually have books that they were, the games were based off of. I guess a lot, a good amount of my inspiration now is, is, um, I can actually take some of the stories that I have from my time in the military and talk about them too. Cause some of the tough things I get into why I'm, while I'm up there, it's just like, uh, I don't feel like I should be able to talk about this, but I actually happened to me. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to tell this to my wife when I get back. So. I don't know. Honestly, my biggest inspiration, honestly, it probably was my grandfather. He introduced me to a lot of the stuff that I watched and I read. He was one of the reasons. He was always supporting me, always wanting to uh, help me out with anything that I needed. He always was like, hey, let's go watch this. Hey, you really like to read this book. And honestly, I think half the reason I am the way I am and the way I like to write stuff is because of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And again, I do relate to... Um, a lot of, as we've mentioned, what the stories we read has been because of like the, the good influences around us. And I'm very grateful for, yeah, just other people who are willing to share good stories. And I've looked back and see how, whether it was my dad or other friends who have introduced me to good stories that have just spurred my imagination to create uh, other things as well. Uh, so on that, let's talk about... Uh, the projects we are working on a little bit more. So really, Josh, I want to hear about your novel, um, all the different stories you guys are working on uh, as well. So <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a place where you guys can give us the elevator pitch or whatnot. I know this is such a thing where we, such a love-hate thing for writers. I get it. Okay. Um, but I do want to hear about it and I do want the audience to get to hear about the stories that you guys are working on and are passionate about right now. Um, let's start with, let's do it this way. Who wants to start? I've been calling people out, but anyone brave enough to, all right, let's go. <laughs> okay. So really Joshua, go for it. Take it away. Kick us off. So I, I mentioned earlier that the first book or the, the book we're writing right now is the sequel to Queen of Snyder. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not giving too much away right now because of spoilers. Spoilers. Um, but because A Queen is Knighted, it's about a queen that has to save her kingdom through, um, gosh, just, she has to uncover all of these mysteries that are happening on the world around her. And she has to learn who to trust and who not to trust and basically just, um, work through a lot of mental problems as well, or not like problems, but like struggles that are going on. This is the sequel to that book in which there's um, they're traveling. So there's a lot more world building going into this particular story. A lot more characters. I'm definitely developing this one a lot more than um, Queen is Knighted was. And so I hope that it's even better than the first book. Um, I think that's every writer's hope uh, that the sequel is better. Obviously, sequels are very hard to write, and they honestly have kind of a negative aurora around them because they're not always very well done. And so there's a lot of pressure to, to make sure this one is perfect. So anyways, that's what we're working on right now. And then I don't know what's coming after this one besides book three. There's a three-part series. So. Pirates, probably. Yeah, pirates, probably. My wife loves pirates. <laughs> if there is any story that we will have, we will have them. It's very possible. There you go. I love that you guys have things planned out. So that's really cool. 
Um, all right, Laura, how about you go next? What have you been working on? Tell us about your stories. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I, the current book that I am working on, I started about two years ago. I was up in a little mountain town near us and there was this little theater that was just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like built into this garden. Um, and being a singer, I was like, Oh, what would it be like if I just like stood up on that tiny little stage and started singing? Would anyone stop? Would anyone care? And it gave me the idea of like, what if there was a siren who was stuck on land? Um, and that was kind of where the idea was born. And I started running with it and it has definitely changed a lot <laughs> since the original concept. Um, I, before this, I was working on a very long historical, um, historical series, which was probably going to be like 10 books long. And I realized, Hey, I actually want to like finish and publish something. Maybe I should put this on hold and actually work on a novel. Um, so that was really hard to set that project aside since I had been working on that one for almost five years. Um, but I just dove headfirst into this world of fantasy, have never done world building before. So that's new for me for sure. Um, definitely a learning curve. And I started writing and I got about, um, maybe 60,000 words in and I was like, Oh shoot, this is not one book. This is two books. So I definitely have the knack of making things more complicated than they probably need to be. Um, which is a blessing and a curse, I think in a lot of ways. Um, so I am kind of on the home stretch of the first draft of the first book, I will say, but I have two books planned. So it'll be a duology for that little mermaid fantasy siren-y. <laughs> Is that a word? I don't know. Let's make it a word. Series. Um, hey, you're the writer here. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare's my inspiration for making up new words. I'm like, I can do it. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on that. And also on the side, I write poetry. I have definitely been writing a lot more poetry now than I ever have before. I'm like averaging five to 10 poems a week, which is insanity. Um, so I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, hey, I think I might have actually have enough content here to make a book. So I've kind of been playing with that idea. It is not a fully formulated idea yet. It's just kind of like, oh, hey, I think I have the content now, whereas before I didn't. So kind of playing with that idea and also songwriting. I would love to write more music than I do, but um, yeah, that's kind of like somewhere in the back of my head. I have ideas for songs and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll like get going on this. <laughs> yeah, but those are my projects right now. Very cool. I know we're talking about writing today, but for the record, and you've mentioned it, Laura is a very amazing singer and songwriter as well. So um, for those of you who are Unbound students and have seen her performance at UGT at Apex, yeah. Uh, if you haven't, check that out. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes below. It's really cool. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> maybe if we ever do uh, a musical episode of Unbound Pursuits, you'll be on again. That'd we'll be see. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valerie, let's uh, hear about your stories and what you've been working on. It's really cool as well. So thanks. Tell the rest of us. Well, first I was going to say, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't put it together until Laura was talking, but you're the one who sang the song at the talent show about your grandfather, right? And the orange trees. 
So I just want to say that song made me tear up. It was so, so sweet and moving. And I I think I voted for you. I can't remember now. So I'm lying. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I was really, I was, it was, it was between, I think it was, I was struggling between you and like the swing dancers or something, but it was really sweet. And I also lost my grandpa a couple years ago. So I was able to relate on that level as well. So yeah, good job. <laughs> But yeah. So anyway, in terms of my projects, I actually just finally finished college. So now I have way more time for writing than I have had in like four years. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> finally. So um essentially it feels weird to talk about, but it, you're right. Other people care. But essentially I'm working on a prequel to Everlasting, which I self-published when I was 18, a couple years a while ago um and will not release how old i am but anyway so i've been working on this prequel throughout college so every kind of like what i was saying every nanorimo i would write a little bit more in it and so it, it's actually at a hundred thousand words right now so basically it's almost done i just have to yeah just push for the last little bit um but it's one of those things where when it started because in everlasting essentially there's the two main characters and the um, princess is half fairy, half human, of course, because as teenagers, that was all our dream was to be a mix of something and to have magical powers. So anyway, when I started the prequel, I wanted to talk about her parents. And I and like in my mind, like, oh, like Azalea and Malachi's story is like cooler, but like it'll be fun to write about the parents, too. But now I actually like this story a lot more than I liked or everlasting is fine. Um, but I actually like this one a lot more and it's, I've been diving more into kind of elements of prejudice, um, between like humans and fairies and stuff like that and how they overcome that. So that way, obviously a fairy can marry a human and like that can be okay and stuff. So that's kind of the premise with that is like, how do we unify our kingdoms, which are so racially divided and make it so that it's okay if we get married and all of that. And, kind of prepping for everlasting, which obviously has already happened. Writing a prequel is not easy because like with a sequel, as hard as the sequel is, there's a sense of like, well, I can like make stuff up now that like happened now. Whereas with the prequels, like oh, if I make up something new, why is it not in the first one? I have to find a way for it to die before the first one starts or something. So that has been tricky, but I keep telling myself, just write it and then I can edit that later and figure out how that all fits together uh, when I can like look at it side by side. But anyway, so of course I had no idea what I was doing when I started writing a prequel, but that's, <laughs> that's what I'm currently writing, um, which at this point is really more for fun. I'll probably self-publish it, but um, these novel, I think I remember who was saying this, I think it was Laura Ju Julia that was talking about like a story ruminating and simmering for a long time. Um, I would like to write a novel that takes place during my favorite time period, which is World War One. Um, and I have an idea that's been kind of marinating for about two or three years that because I've been doing college, I have not had even the slightest bit of time to outline or anything like that. But since like taking classes and reading books and watching movies, I have more of like the inspiration behind it. So once I'm done this novel, I'd love to tackle that. And then maybe that would be the book I'd pursue traditional publishing with. So that's kind of my process right now. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Jules, last but definitely not least, go Ooh. for it. 
I always start sweating a little when someone's like, what is your book about? Because I'm like, well, my elevator speech is five paragraphs long. So I actually had to name it today because I knew you were going to ask me that and I haven't named it. So You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on a fantasy series, like a high fantasy series called The Watchworks, which I named today. Um, and that kind of explores themes of religious Pharisaism, uh, separatism, like hyper-legalism, things I grew up with and have personally experienced, but I want to explore it in a fantasy sort of way. And it's interesting, the inspiration for it was Harry Potter. I was watching them for the first time in my early 20s with a group of friends, and I was like, I like this, but I have issues with a couple things. And I was like, well, this is an influential series. How come Christians aren't doing it better? You know, that was kind of the the start of it. And that's where this came from. It looks nothing like Harry Potter at all. <laughs> but that was just like the kickstart. And uh, so that's, that's kind of what started off. There are four young adults who are in various positions. The, there's two guys and two gals. The gals are slaves of an evil lord, of course. And then the two guys are part of a, an army that is against the powers that be, the separatist, legalist, pharisaic powers that be. And so the story follows them coming together and then trying to decide, is this right? Should we be separate? Are we supposed to, you know, and it goes over a couple books. I don't know how many, but uh, it's been a journey for me because a lot of stories I've written, I was like, oh, I'll publish this maybe someday. When I started this one, it was like, you will publish this one. It was almost like God was like, this is something you have to do. And so it's been hard to do while doing college, but I finished the first draft in June, which is a huge relief. And I've been on a break. It's kind of that burst thing. And I feel like the burst is about to start again. So I'm like, okay, let's rewrite this baby and see what happens. So... So I'm excited. I've never rewritten anything. I've always just written it and then been like, that's terrible and chucked it. So so we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Well, guys, I am very excited to read all these works one day. Um, just again, listening to the premises, it's like very, very interesting. And I am a huge sucker for sci-fi fantasy. So very much looking forward to that. Well, that was a very fun conversation. It was really cool to, again, talk about a lot of what we grew up reading and just the stories that shaped us. David, did you read any of those books mentioned? I mean, <laughs> Narnia, uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were some of the books you read growing up? Tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, definitely agreed with a lot of the books that uh, they read, uh, obviously Lord of the Rings and a lot of those classics. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting one that I'll note is that uh, I actually related to Joshua a little bit and that I got a little bit more into, and you, I got into a little bit more of the sci-fi side of things because mm-hmm. my dad are both big sci-fi fans and uh uh lesser known one somewhat lesser known one is that a lot of people aren't aware of that actually c.s lewis besides writing narnia and all these amazing things has a trilogy of sci-fi books that are really really interesting and those to date are some of my favorites Mm -hmm. my co-host is a man of culture (laughs) man i mean we need another time just to talk about those but yes the space trilogy is super cool. Uh, I'm so glad that I got to <laughs> kind of nerd out with everyone mm-hmm. and just talk about these different stories. But uh, stay tuned because next time we have part two, that is where we are going into the technical side of writing where they 
Um, all of us, we get to share about the struggles of writing, some of the tools that we use, and ways to continue to encourage other writers and to really grow in the craft. Um, there is a lot of the things mentioned in this episode in the show notes below. You can also find the social media tags and, and handles all in the show notes. Do check out our writers and support their work. Um, there is a lot of really cool resources that they themselves have put out. So um, definitely give them a follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And before we let you guys go for this episode, we just wanted to make sure to remind you that uh, all of these writers that you just heard from are alumni of our Unbound program. And if you're curious about Unbound's college program called Ascend, uh, enrollment for Ascend is now open. Uh, Ascend is a program that helps students to get on the right path for their future by preparing for real world impact through core skills, resume-worthy experience, and a powerful community and professional network. So if you're interested in learning more about the Ascend program that these guys went through, you can go to beunbound.us slash ascend. Uh, or potentially, if you're more interested in this, a singular course, potentially for a high school student, we also have our Navigate course that you may have heard a little bit about us talking about in previous episodes is Navigate is a 16-week online course that teaches students a model for stress-free, God-honoring decision-making, along with other principles that equip them for making better decisions throughout their life. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to beunbound.us slash navigate. So thank you guys so much for listening in on part one of this conversation, and we hope that you will tune back in next week for part two. So we will see you guys in the next episode.